It's time to empower you to be and live your brand. I am your host, Elisha Brooks, president of Brand Neatly You, a brand marketing and business boutique that works with amazing, fierce leaders, influencers, and change agents who have been bold and brave in being and living their best selves while creating a brand new lifestyle that shares with the world exactly who they are. Are you ready to be brand new you? Let's get started. Hello and how are you all today? I hope that you are staying safe and staying at home and enjoying this time with your family during this COVID lockdown. I know that um, people are getting antsy and all that, but I think your life is much more important than going to get your hair and your nails done. So stay safe, make smart decisions, not just for yourself, but for those who you engage with and your family. We want to see you around. So please heed to the staying home for a little while longer. You're not missing much, okay? On another note, today I want to talk about why brand recognition matters. A lot of times we are engaged with so many brands, but you have to understand that brand recognition has always had a certain level that adds different levels to a business in terms of value. And regardless of what business you are in or you have or you are starting, you have to know that you have to create brand practices, marketing practices, best practices that are going to elevate your brand recognition and making sure that you understand how vital it is, not only to your business, but also to your team, also to the internal and external for your brand, your customers, your employees, This all matters and you have to know that when you're developing a brand, it is imperative (laughs) that you know what all it entails. It's more than a logo and nice colors and um, how you're going to reach them. You're going to look at the messaging the who you're targeting and everything. I will go into that in another session, but getting back to my points when it comes to why brand recognition matters and creating a brand that resonates with other people, your clients, your consumers, and staying top of mind. Okay, so there was a study done by Nielsen that said 59% of the respondents preferred buying from a brand that they were familiar with. On top of which, 21% had also bought a new product simply because a brand they liked had offered it. So can you imagine you are a brand and you have influence over people? And this is not just a business. It could be a personal brand, an influencer. And how are you influencing other brands? You're bringing them along. You are energizing their brand value. So you have to look at 
how you're going to get your brand out there, and is it going to be likable, memorable? Are people going to be able to engage with it and recognize it at the end of the day? But the good news things that we need to look at is the rise of omni-channel shoppers, that brands have more opportunities now to interact with their customers and their clients. So being omni-channel means that you are across different channels and you're engaging with your clients and your customers. Now, I must say, if you want your brand to compete, not only compete with the customers, but you're not dominating or you feel like you're not dominating or you're not expanding, think about this. Is your brand consistent? Are you doing things repetitionally? Because that is the key. If a customer is unfamiliar with your brand, it's important their experience is stable so trust and recognition have an opportunity to develop. You have to know that your brand is consistent, it's repetitive, it's developing on an omni-channel, it is looking at being stable out there is not going to just be a fly-by-night type of brand, and you are growing it organically. So when you're looking at, is your brand being consistent? I want to talk about five different things on how to do that, which is very important. Okay, so number one, you have to develop a brand signature look with your visuals and your voice. Branded materials, um, social media content, your blogs, you on the stage, whatever it is, your visuals have to coincide with the tone of your brand. The tone of your company matters because it speaks directly to those customers and clients that you want to target. So is it recognizable to them? You have to make it appealing to them when they're scrolling or even if they stumble across your blog post or a post that you've done, they are associating that with your brand. It's it's weird when you see from a brand perspective, you see person talking about something and it's totally different than the visual that you're putting out there. So your brand has to be one that's consistent, one that's recognizable, but one that is speaking and it's associating its visuals with the brand voice. We see this really well with Apple. You know, I am an Apple Mac person, like I, I love them. Ever since they came out, I was on board because their branding is sleek, um, their their look and feel is is like top notch. It's of excellence. The the quality of it, even the packaging is sleek. So it's always appealing to me um, when it comes to Apple products. So we're looking at how does that relate to your brand? How are you standing out in front of other clients, um, other competition or your contenders that makes you memorable? Number two is you have to create 
a brand style guide. You have to have guidelines on how to use your brand, how you want your brand to be perceived. And you have to know and share this with people you work with, people who are going to be partnerships and collaborations, um, whatever, because you don't want your brand to be put out in such a way that's not being representation, a good representation of your brand. So look at this. If you've ever seen a brand or heard of a brand, a story, a movie, and you are already familiar with how the people are going to experience it, you already know because it's the same thing all the time, regardless if you are in one state. Let's look at McDonald's french fries. Regardless of where you go, to McDonald's, the French fries are going to be the same, right? So there is a, a style, a, a, a way of doing things. And that's how you have to think of your brand. There's a way of doing things that's going to be consistent across the omni-channels, across all boards, regardless of whoever engages with you. So when you're attempting to engage with consumers across various channels, you don't want people to to come away with dramatically different perspectives every single time they interact with your brand. It should be consistent. Your style guide should be considered your internal communications, your how you are marketing, how you're designing your messages, who you're designing your messages to. You should have the copywriting guidelines. You should know how to use your logo. What is the brand mission statement? What's your focus? All of these things are essential in creating your brand style guide. And when I create create these for clients, they're like, I didn't know that all this is included in brand development. Yes, it, it because... You have to consider how your brand is going to have impact, influence, how it's going to create um, excitement in lives. So it's, it's not like you are just creating a brand. I think of it as you're creating a movement and you have to know from the outside looking in how people are seeing your brand and from what perspective. So it's essential, it's imperative that you have a brand style guide that communicates who you are, how you do things, why you do things, what is your purpose and your mission behind all of that, and who you're targeting. Um, your message is 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 can be different across the board, but it's totally up to you on giving that direction. I can't explain that any clearer, but I will go in another deep dive later on down the road in a probably another podcast. So number three is you should have an internal messaging system, branded system that includes branded materials to provide every single employee that you have. Even if you have someone who is a supplier, anyone that comes in constant contact with your brand, they should have branded materials, information that screams your brand voice, your messaging, and it's cohesive across 
all boards. Um, your brand should be um, consistent. It should recreate. It should not be recreated every single time someone sees it. It should be across the board, unconfusing. And one that's simple and understood. So providing materials to your employees, um, such as the logo, the templates, um, the marketing materials, should always allow you to maintain a greater standard of consistency. Because once they get what you have to offer and they get to see what your brand voice is, how you speak what the language is, what's the lingo, you know? Um, You can boost the confidence and you can boost the productivity in your employees because they know what they're talking about. They know that um, this is the brand voice. This is no, this is how you want your company culture to, to run. And the brand style guide assists with that. So you should be able to give this information to your employees, to your suppliers, or to your um, people who you're partnering with or collaborating with so that they know how to interact with your brand and how and what not to do with it. Because you have to own your brand. No one should be able to dismantle, do whatever they want with your brand. You have to own it and you have to make sure that um, they're using your brand and representing your brand in such a way that's in alignment with your company values and your goals. Now, number four, I always say, Telling your brand story matters. You have to have a brand story that's captivating, one that's going to build relation, um, build insight, connect, and attract people. It says that um, in a recent study that people retained pure facts and statistics at a rate of 5 to 10% versus when you tell them a story that holds retention at 65 to 70%. So can you imagine sharing a story that is relatable, that people understand, that they can connect with, and they can engage with, in to, with your brand, and it keeps them top of mind. People remember stories. So you have to create a brand story that is going to be um, in connection with what is relatable to your clients. So I go back to thinking about um, REP, R-E-P. And I remember talking about this in one of my previous speaking engagements. Um, When it comes to REP, think of the R as rational. When you are telling a story, you're wanting to include facts. You're wanting to include logic and intellect. You're wanting to, yes, be persuasive, but also you have to have some impact. So you have to sometimes give statistics, give facts that's going to be shocking or eye-opening in your story because that's going to captivate them and, and bring them in. Then number two, you want to connect with them emotionally because we all know that it 
is more powerful than facts. When we connect with people emotionally, because we purchase a lot of things based on emotion. And I know I'm not the only one. We all do it because we're all human. But we all are buying things, purchasing things because of our emotions. And then we will use our rational mindset, our rational thought to justify that buying, the the buying part of it, the decision of it is going to justify the emotions that we took. So we have the intellect, we have the emotions, and then the P is for having a personal experience, expressing that in the story that's going to connect them with you, that's going to relate with them. Creating something, sharing something that says, hey, this is me too. I like this because of this. This is why I created this. Whatever that looks like, it has to resonate with them. And I call that the rep. Okay. Now, my other thing is looking at your brand story as creating something that's going to just be a shocker. That's going to woo them in and it's going to attract people to you. So look at that in terms of how you're going to stay top of mind, how you're going to create a brand story that says, hey, I did this. This is why I did this. And um, it connects with your divine clients. And then last but not least, how to engage with your customers across multiple channels. Because we are guests at home now, with this COVID, we have to be creative in terms of creating a brand that can be navigated across omni-channels, especially in different business environments. So many companies don't consider how their branding comes across on each channel. It should come across the same. Um, When it comes to your brand and being on different channels, you have to understand that Repetition is key. Consistency is key. Businesses that adopt omni-channel strategies achieve 91% greater year-over-year customer retention rates because they've compared their businesses to other people and they've always stayed consistent. They've all had long-term benefits because they took this approach. Engaging with your customers across omni-channels in the same way. Brand recognition is often the best result of repetition. The more channels you use to engage with current and your potential customers or clients, the more opportunities your brand will have to build relationships with your customers on different levels. However, this will only affect, be effective if you are consistent. You have to be able to do brand audits throughout the year, throughout the month. Do brand checks, do brand audits to see if you are steering away from what your brand has started. Um, Because if you're steering away, you want to do it often because you don't want to get too far out and your customers will see you doing different things and that's not going to look right for your brand. So 
Have your key decision makers, even you as the business owner, to look at how to stay consistent, how to stay relevant, and how to stay engaging with your clients across the omni-channels that is going to be consistent and repetitive, 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 you know, that's the word I'm trying to use. But it's going to stay consistent and repetitive so that they know what they're getting, how they're getting it, and you're staying true to your brand voice and your brand value. I said a whole lot today, and I hope that you got some understanding on how to develop a brand um, during these times and how to really connect with your brand audience um, in terms of growing your business. So until next time, I hope that you stay safe, have a great day day or evening whenever you're listening to it and go and be live your brand. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Alicia Brooks podcast show. And don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you would like to schedule a 20 minute Brandique discovery session, visit the link in the description to my calendar and let's get connected. Please, this is only for those who are serious-minded about taking their personal and business brand to the next level. Time is valuable and we cannot get it back, but I would love to work with you. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at Alicia Brooks or Brandneekly You. This is Alicia Brooks signing off and don't forget to be and live your brand.